Welcome to the Rob and Kale podcast. Rob Sanders. Clemson is going to kick the shit out of the South Carolina Gamecocks probably for the next 10 years every time they run across each other. Kale Carolina Jackpot Hall. The South Carolina Gamecocks are weaker than a plate full of piss. The Rob and Kale podcast. (laughs) And welcome into the Rob and Kale podcast. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this evening. As we have the fine words of Jim Cornette, who does not speak any lies, ladies and gentlemen. Everything Jim Cornette said there was an absolute fact. And if Jackpot, if you got a problem with that, you can politely go to that Dairy Queen window and fuck yourself. Let's welcome in uh, Carolina Jackpot on the show. What's up, buddy? I don't know who you're talking to, but uh, you better clean up that foul language right now. I better clean up my foul language. <laughs> anyway, uh, by the way, uh, one of our sponsors got some hate email about you, Jackpot. I have not told you this because I want you to respond live on the air tonight to hate email that our sponsors are getting about you, sir. Okay. Yeah, so that's coming down the pipe as well. Uh, we're also going to talk about overrated and underrated coaches tonight. Stick around because maybe your coach is overrated or maybe your coach is underrated. We'll get into that. And whatever other uh, dreckery and whatever else we can get into this evening on the program. Uh, as I said, we've got a couple of sponsors. We'll thank those in a moment, but jackpot, how was your day, sir? Great. Um, I don't know if everyone's seen it or not. They probably have. Um, but in case you haven't go back a few videos on the Carolina jackpot channel. Uh, we've got, uh, a new channel that I just started up has one video so far. Rockabelly 864. It's where all the food reviews can be found from now on. We've got one food review on there so far. Didn't go so well, but uh, I've got, ah, we're, we're getting close to 200 subscribers to that new channel uh, already in just a few days. And I really appreciate that. A lot of traffic uh, from this page and went over there to view that. So yeah, it's great. And um, I went and, and, uh, and eight this afternoon, uh, a couple hours away at an establishment that I've already reviewed one time before, but I had to go back and do it for the Rockabelly channel. And I'm going to edit that one and probably upload it at some point tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, my day was busy. It was warm out today. And tomorrow's going to be even busier because I'm going to be hanging around the house here. Got to um, do yard work. And then on, Wednesday, on, on Tuesday, I'm actually will be driving back to North Carolina late, late on Tuesday evening because got a uh, stepdaughter's high school graduation um, from oh, Hillcrest damn. High That's School good. here in, in Simpsonville. Yeah. She's, she'll be graduating um, uh, Wednesday or t- Tuesday afternoon over to the old uh, Bon Secours wellness arena uh, in Greenville, formerly artist, formerly known as the Bilo Center. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a fun-filled day. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I got a couple of messages from folks, and they were asking if you were going to stop doing your college football content. From what I gather, you're going to do food reviews on the Rockabelly channel, and college football content is going to stay here. I, I, exactly. I, Rockabelly, yeah. Right? I, I mean, I explained all that in the video 
So apparently they didn't watch it. Uh, but Rockabelly 864 is strictly going to be for the food review content. This is about college football, uh, Carolina Jackpot. Don't want to, I had the two genres kind of mixed up together, and I think it may have thrown the algorithm off a little bit. Not getting the views you used to get on the channel. It used to be about every video I'd drop on here for a while was getting about 1,000 views on it at least. And, you know, they, they've kind of dwindled down from that, and I get the old – Old stuff. Well, you know, jackpot. It's the it's the, it's the off season. Blah blah blah. What that bullshit. Uncle Lou did a video about Dan Mullen a week after I did it about him becoming a high school foot uh, counselor, coach, or whatever. This some bitch gets fifteen thousand views. Mine gets like four hundred, which is fine. I understand that he has a lot more subscribers, but it just goes to show you it don't have to be football season for you to get traffic on your channel. I mean, hell, we got a goddamn West Virginia fan that lives in South Carolina right here in the upstate somewhere near me that's got a damn channel that's been around for a cup of coffee that's getting a shit ton more views than this one. Pisses me the fuck off. He talks the goddamn fast. You can't even understand what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. West fucking Virginia. Like they ran so fucking fast, y'all couldn't even tackle him. Remember, he talked so... <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. Jackpot's on fire tonight. Anyway, but I, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Jackpot's football content is not going anywhere. Uh, we'll still have Game all of our Chuck, great uh, Gamecock fan, by the way. Thank you for your service. Um, hey, all right. He's, he's, he was in the Marine Corps from 93 to 01. Thank you very much, Gamecock Chuck. Yeah. You're the man. By the way, anybody that was a vet, put your stuff over there. We'll give you shout outs tonight. So uh, appreciate all the uh, appreciate all the uh, the veterans that are out there. I know uh, the folks I serve with. I'm so happy. A lot of them are retiring right now. A lot of them are made master chief and shit. And I remember like being like a grunt seaman and being like, and fuck these master chief. Now, like three of my friends made master chief in the coast guard, and I'm like, man, you guys are master chiefs. We used to motherfuck guys like you, but now you're you're kind of the king all be all. So, but uh, if you're a vet, let us know. We'll uh. We'll shout you out over here in the chat room tonight. By the way, let's thank our sponsors really quickly here. Callaway's Bar and Grill out in West Columbia. Highway 1 Diagonal from the Walmart. Uh, retro Video Games. Ice Cold Beer. Uh, also great food, great people at Callaway's. That's uh, Callaway'sBarAndGrill.com. The only Golden Tea Lounge in Columbia. If you're into Golden Tea, that's where you got to play. Also, Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport. Uh, the uh, Story Time with Uncle Jackpot. Jackpot, read away. Okay, I'm going to add a little this one, sir. I, I took down some, some little notes here because I, I dropped and fucked up my regular iPad last night. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm reading off my work iPad, which I don't have um, blah, blah, blah on here. But I, I, I wrote the notes, and I got the gist of it, so I think I can do this. Uh, it sucks to be a Gamecock. Mark Kingston turned our baseball program from a Corvette into a Chevette. Uh, the only athletic programs that we have going for us are women's basketball and lacrosse. Clemson has more wins in Columbia than South Carolina has in the entire series against Clemson. It sucks to be a Gamecock. Go Tigers. That message courtesy of Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport. We appreciate Dennis and uh, the uh, the stuff that he does. Uh, awesomeness from Dennis Wilson. By the way, I got a message from said Dennis Wilson today. I'm going to read it to you. <clears throat> this was a message sent directly to him. And I'm going to read it to you. 
this is the direct line. I, 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 this is uh, from a gentleman in Swansea, South Carolina. He says, any tips on where I can order up a fresh plate full of piss this Memorial Day weekend? Currently, I'm fresh out. I prefer it with mustard-based fish, if you will. If I have to take the Eastern North Carolina-style vinegar and pepper, so be it. Please inform Kale Hall of this information, if you will. Thank you. You got people messaging you about you in Swansea to Dennis wanting a plate full of piss, sir. Shame uh, on you. That, that, that has, uh, has uh, the strong connotations of, of Dennis's twin brother. Is Dennis's twin brother Donis? I think that's what his name is, Donis. So you have Donis and Dennis. Might be, or it might be his cousin, kind of like Clemson Craig, his Carolina Jackpot's cousin. It may be. It might be. It hey, could by the, be. By the way, quick thing on Dennis Wilson. I got to interview, it was his high school football coach, but I interviewed him because he's the athletic director out for uh, the district out there. So, his, I, his I mean, high sorry, school football coach is still alive. Props to him. Yeah, his high that's true, but he's the superintendent of schools now. And when I ask him about Dennis, he goes, yeah, Dennis was a great player, but guess what? When he left, the year after he graduated, we won the state title. He had to leave for us to win a state title. So that tells you all you need to know about Dennis Wilson and his athletic career. Oh, there you go. It's probably clogging oh, up a damn spot for somebody that was more talented. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there, there's that. All right, Jackpot, we appreciate Dennis, and uh, we appreciate the vets in our chat. Uh, Bluegrass Sports Media was in the Marine Corps. Congrats to you, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> yep. Uh, whoever else. Uh, Tanil says, my brother and dad were in the Marines. Salute to them, too. Lo I love uh, I love the folks in the, that are veterans, man. Just so uh, right cool now, I'm going to turn this around real quick. I, I've got the, 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 the volume turned down. Right now, I'm currently watching with the volume turned down WrestleMania 4. That was the tournament for the WWF Championship. Can you tell me who that is over there uh, whipping that's, that? Uh, in that's Bam Bam Bigelow and uh, the One Man Gang. Exactly. You ever seen the shoot interview with the One Man Gang? Yeah, I did. The what? Yeah. I seen, I seen the, did you see the clip of him with Dusty Rhodes today where they were wrestling and he was, he was selling for Dusty Rhodes? Hilarious. Well, he, yeah, well, he, yeah, yeah. And he did one, uh, it was at the end of 2020 with that guy Hannibal that does those shoot interviews and stuff. I mean, he's just like a normal fucking dude. Uh, and at one time, he was like a prison guard or something. So uh, he's pretty cool, though. And he's actually from Spartanburg, South Carolina. He's probably the only good thing that uh, came out of Spartanburg. Jackpot, should I drop the news that I had earlier and we just make it kind of an exclusive here or what? What I sent you earlier, baseball related. Uh, sure. Is that so, confirmed or is that just it, rumor well, and innuendo? It's 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 currently rumor and innuendo, but I'm I'm about ninety five percent sure this is going to happen. So you well, I'm half hot about it. I'm it. telling you. Well, before we get into our football talk, ladies and gentlemen, several rumors are out there that. Uh, Clemson will be looking for a new baseball coach, from what I am told, and uh, we shall see on that. But uh, several folks of uh, of my sources up there say that Clemson will be looking for a new baseball coach with Monty Lee possibly leaving. So, uh, yeah, and, and here's my thing here's the drill 
they're going to fire him. I mean, he, he's, I mean, he had a winning season. He had a winning season. Um, South Carolina, uh, a fucking losing season. First losing season since got him 1996. You realize I was, I was a sophomore in college. Right. When, uh, when South Carolina last had a losing football or losing baseball season, they're firing their coach for having winning seasons and not being able to win conference games and championships and advance and, and go to regionals and that. I mean, we're sitting here. We're just sitting on this guy. I don't understand it. Why? I mean, why I, do we let these motherfuckers overstay their damn welcome? Uh, I mean, I can't believe, I, I mean, and, and it's, it's idiot, idiot, it's lunacy to me that they fired Frank Martin, which I mean, agreed that program was very stale and a change needed to be made. No doubt. No doubt. But I mean, the guy at least produced a winning record. Uh, at least his teams were, you know, somewhat ultra competitive. And, and pretty much, if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, he beat the teams that he probably should have beat. He lost to the ones that he should have lost to. This baseball team was all over the map. I mean, we're winning uh, series against teams like uh, Texas, who was very highly regarded at the time. We're sweeping teams like Alabama and shit. But, I mean, we're losing to these damn middle-of-the-road teams, these damn uh, whatever it, these midweek games, which is ridiculous. And, and I get it that with midweek, you give your best pitcher a rest. You give your best position players a rest. I got yada, yada, I got all that in no world, in no realm of, of possibility. Is it okay for South Carolina to be losing baseball games to fucking Presbyterian college to the fucking blue hose? I mean, they lost to the Citadel. The Citadel's not even good at baseball anymore. Uh, they're losing to fucking Winthrop. Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the standards are are clear. I mean, what are our standards? I mean, we've never been um, any kind of power in basketball. We had a, a magical Final Four run. It was great. It was wonderful. I ran around with a flag. My fucking pants fell down, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, we've never, I mean, been, we have been somewhere in in baseball. We was on top of the mountain. One year, and then guess what? The next year, we stayed on top of the mountain. Well, jackpot. Let me let me me help you with this for just a second. The reason that you did not fire Mark Kingston this year, it comes back down to this. It's Will Muschamp's fault. Oh, 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 why? Because you paid Will Muschamp a shit ton of money to go to Georgia and coach the special teams. You also got rid of Frank Martin. So you can give Frank Martin a little bit of this too. But Kingston, if they fired him, they have to pay him $2.2 million because they redid his contract last season. So instead of paying him $2.2 million and have to go fire and fire him and bring in another coach, they elected to say, you know what? Let's give him one more opportunity. Monty Lee, if Clemson fires him tomorrow, as I projected they will, it's going to cost them $500,000 and they can move on. But uh, if I were you, I'd blame, yeah, if I were you, I'd blame this on Will Muschamp because he got, well, I mean, I have no, I have no problem blaming things on him because, uh, <laughs> exactly. You know. oh, 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 look real quick. Look, look, look who's coming down to the ring. That Andre the Giant. 
No, this was at the Trump Plaza in Casino oh, okay. in Atlantic City. Oh, That's no, not Andre the Giant. Is that Brother Love? I can't see that far away. Brother um, Love. No, you'll, you'll be able to see this in just a second when uh, right. we they, they, they show a ring shot there. Who is oh, that? It's oh, been that made. Is, that's Rick Rude, by God. Ravishing Rick Rude with the uh, tights on of <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts' wife. That's funny. That was like, man, you gotta have balls to get your get your tights airbrushed. With do you Rick. remember that? I do. That's some balls you shit. I was uh, that, that, he did an interview and then, like he he did a promo and he's like Rick Rude. He had that snake wrapped around him. It's like he's like, you better not come to the ring one more time wearing the tights. So how are you gonna wish you had? I remember. <laughs> of course, he came man. out with fucking tights. That was like one of the first cocky. Cool heel wrestlers that I actually liked. <laughs> yeah, I well, I remember Ric Flair doing the promo when they were when he was wrestling the Macho Man. He was talking about him and Liz were together, and he's like, "You see the towels in the bathroom? There's an R and an L, Rick and Liz." And it's like, yeah, that could be Randy yeah. too, but <laughs> he said she was mine before she was yours, pal. Woo! <laughs> She rode Space Mountain. I remember him saying that. Holy I shit. I can't believe that son of a bitch is going to wrestle another damn match. He's 73 years old. We should all He's going to wrestle one more match at, what is it, like StarCast Star 6 or something at the end of July? He's got no. Nobody knows who he's going to wrestle yet either. I mean, they got to figure no, that out. Um, I mean... Apparently, they tried to get Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. To wrestle him up uh, and look there is old jake the snake roberts yeah he's had a hell of a life yeah um, he's still alive that battled all kind of shit but he's doing pretty well now now i think ricky uh the dragon steamboat i think he wanted him for his last opponent but uh i guess ricky um not interested i don't know who's i mean who's he gonna wrestle i bet sting <laughs> Hogan? I mean, I'm just trying to think of. I'm just trying to think of someone who still who, that would make sense that's still active, because like these young uh, wrestlers, Jerry Lawler. Uh, yeah, well, Jerry Lawler well, wrestles yeah. every other weekend. I mean, does he really? Yeah, he does. That's what not about, a joke. What, 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 about, uh, what about Ricky Morton? Yeah, but I mean, will that draw money? I it did back in 1986. I don't know about 2022. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think if you're trying to, I mean, you want another name there, but we'll see. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, let's talk some football jackpot. We were going to talk overrated and underrated coaches. Did you want to start? Yes, I'm, I'm all ready for that. I'm, I'm ready and fired up. All right. Well, which coach do you want to uh, go with that you think is underrated, first of all? Well, first person? of all, when I started, I just went through a football magazine, just kind of started going through. Um, a bunch of coaches, and I found a lot more, really, that I feel like are underrated than are overrated. I mean, probably twice as many. Um, but number one on my underrated list is Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. Hot damn, you stole mine, but go ahead. Yeah. You, you want me to do some more? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I, I just said that, that that was number one on my list was Dave Clawson. Okay, uh, another coach that I feel like is underrated uh, and, and South Carolina will see him in week one is Sean Elliott at Georgia State. 
Um, Georgia State, had, I mean, this football program hadn't been around that long. Um, Elliott last year, I mean, this team started off like one and four, uh, rebound, takes them to a bowl game. I mean, they've been to a couple of bowl games since he's been there. Uh, I mean, he keeps the team motivated. I mean, they always fight hard. And, and I don't know what it is about him. I like him. I think he's a good coach, and um, I, I think he's a tad underrated as well. Uh, another underrated coach, and you're not going to like this one one single bit, but I think it's Dave Doran at NC State. Um, he's twiddled off how many winning seasons in a row uh, at NC State, and uh, that program has been pretty mediocre uh, for, I mean, you know, its entire history. So I think he is an underrated coach that people don't uh, really give a lot of credit to. Uh, Sean Clark at App State is another underrated coach. Uh, this guy's had that program now just for two years. Um, but, I mean, they've lost like a grand total of five games in those two years. Um, he's really just kept that thing rolling from uh, from Jerry Moore to Scott Satterfield. Then for the one year when uh, the, the fat Jeffrey Dahmer had it, and then you, you roll right into Sean Clark. And I mean, he hasn't skipped a beat. I mean, that, that could've, he could have lost that thing, you know, but um, still just winning and winning and winning. Um, Mike Houston at East Carolina, I feel like, is an underrated coach. Uh, they went seven and five last year with, I mean, you know, th- th- some decent talent, but not like, you know, like they're not power five level talent. Um, and uh, East Carolina's a team that had been really uh, down the dumps for uh, quite some time. And uh, he actually uh, brought them up, coached them to a winning record last year. So I think he's going to do some good things there. I think good things yet to come from him. And then I've got a whole list I'm going to rattle off. One more, I'm gonna take, and I'll take a break and let you go. Another one uh, is Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. And I know that you know, a lot of accolades have been dumped on Coastal Carolina the past couple of years. Um, but I really just think that he he really just doesn't get enough credit for what he's done with that program, uh, what he's done with Grayson McCall, um, the, the um, innovative offense that they're running there, that they run it to perfection, and nobody else is doing that. And, and, and teams have a hard time defending it. Uh, now, they have a hard time defending it at the level that he's at. Now, would he be able to replicate that success at a Power 5 program? I don't know. Uh, the, the defenses that he would face are going to be bigger, stronger, and faster. But I really think he's underrated, and it's very surprising to me that he has not landed uh, a Power 5, at least a Power 5 offer um, in the last couple of off seasons, really, really strange to me. Uh, I, I, I initially thought that South Carolina may go after him and I I didn't like him at first because I, yeah, I thought he was kind of a dirt bag because he got caught up in some stuff at, um, Charleston Southern, but the more I look into it and watch, I mean, I, the guy's really a good coach and, um, I'm surprised he's still there. Well, we, what I heard, he interviews terribly, but you know he's not doesn't do the best on those interview things, from what I'm told. But I don't know. Uh, um, I, you know, you took I, I wrote I had Dave Clawson first, and I had Jamie Chadwell. But another coach that not a lot of people think about is Paul Chris at Wisconsin. This guy is 64 and 23 in his career there, 
He's won three Big Ten West titles, but some people think, uh, especially after going eight and four last year with a team that they thought uh, kind of underachieved a little bit, that maybe he'd be on the hot seat. If Paul Chris's name came up somewhere, he would definitely, I think, be in the mix. So um, that's that's my only one that jackpot. I don't think you mentioned him, but Paul Chris. Yeah, was, I, I mean, 64 he, and 23 records, 73% winning percentage. That's pretty he, damn good. He's on my list down here. Um, I, I, uh, Paul Chris, I mean, he, he came from uh, Pitt. I remember he was there before Pat Narduzzi. And um, when uh, Wisconsin hired him from Pitt, I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? I was like, when well, I mean, we're hiring this guy, I mean, he's got like a 500 fucking record at Pitt. Evidently, somebody knew what they were doing because, I mean, he's done nothing there but win. And that program, it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it seems like they're going to go 9-3, and 10-2 uh, every year. They're going to play really good defense. They're going to uh, have a hard-nosed offense, going to play really good on the lines of scrimmage. It's like that's what I aspire for South Carolina to be. That's what I want them to be, a, a team that's going to that's play good defense, that's strong on both lines of scrimmage. It's like, but I would like South Carolina to have a little bit more of an explosive offense uh, than what we see out of Wisconsin. Uh, thanks to Peg and Megan for the super chat. Bob Soups, Bob, <laughs> Bob Stoops, Sam Titman, and Jimbo are all underrated. Well, Peg and Megan, thank you for that. All right, Jackpot, uh, do you want to go Elijah to your Allen, Elijah says Sam Pittman's underrated. I, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, maybe so. It might have been going last year, but, I mean, I, I, this is like people we don't you don't really think about. It's kind of under the radar a little bit. I think everybody's kind of like him and, and Mark Stoops. I'm like, yeah, we're, I mean, people are giving them their credit now. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, Jackpot, do you have uh you want to do some of your overrated? Um, yes, if you can entertain the room for just a moment because I have to uh take care of drain uh, the main one vein. Of... What's that? You gotta drain the main vein? <laughs> yeah, I gotta take care of the nature boys call. Woo! Holy shit. Uh Hollywood Jr. joins us in the chat. Congratulations, uh, sir. Thank you for that. No doubt that you would be here. Uh, let's see here. Megan Mullen is an underrated assistant as a coach for team morale. That's great. You're hilarious with that. Um, yeah, that's kind of funny. Let's see here. Got to go see a man about a horse. Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see here. Oh, by the way, y'all were talking about, uh, Marshall Tucker band. They played last night not too far from the house. They still got it too, man. They still sound great. Like I, when I was a kid, I was big into a lot of, uh, uh, I lived in, I lived in Kentucky for a while and I listened to a lot of hillbilly music and I was big on like, um, like Shenandoah and a couple of other bands. Shenandoah was played like at this place called Carolina adventure world. And I was thinking about going there to see them play, but then I'm like, yeah, that would kind of take away from it if they sucked, you know? But that's kind of what ended up happening, but I don't know. There's jackpot. Yeah, I had right. to wash my hands. You know, we're still doing all wash that. Wash your hands, motherfucker. You know, it's, it's strange. Um, well, it's not strange, but COVID kind of uh, 
got us into some routines of stuff that, you know, we, we should still just do all the time. Like I wash my hands all the time now after I take a PP. Now I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't always do that. I would get in a hurry and don't sit there and get on. People get there on your ivory tower. You're, you're nasty. You, blah, blah, blah. well, I didn't. Okay. Um, not like you're walking and around so, and your dick is dirty, by the way. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, well, you know, well social and that. social distancing. Um, yeah, the, you know, those lines aren't on the, aren't on the floor in the grocery store or the, uh, convenience store for the most part anymore. They are somewhere, but I still do it. Um, and I don't even think about it. It's like a subconscious thing now. So, uh, you know, uh, it kind of got us in some good habits. Jerry Brown says that five games, South Carolina is overrated. Your brain is overrated. What the fuck is he talking about? Five games, they played five games last year. Fuck, what the fuck is he talking about? You know, if he you're going to troll, he also made the comment. Uh, how many other active coaches have won a national championship other than Jimbo? Um, Dabo, Nick Saban. Saban. Kirby Smart. Mac Brown. Kirby Smart. Jimbo. Kirby Smart. I can't think of another one. I think that's Ryan, it, right? Did Ryan, no, Ryan Day didn't win one. No, Ryan Day didn't win one. So, yeah. Uh, what, why, why are we, why are we, uh, why are we getting into all that anyway? All right. Well, Jackpot, do you want to uh, start with your overrated coaches? Yeah, uh, let me give you a few, and I'm going to go back to some more of these underrated ones in a minute. Uh, number right. one on my list, uh, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. The fuck has this guy ever done? Uh, he has a 51-42 and 42, uh, overall record, I guess, at USC, uh, Washington, and then one year at at Southern Cal, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was a really good offensive coordinator for Nick Saban. Okay, well, you know, almost everybody that's been an offensive coordinator on, under Nick Saban has been really good. You think the level of talent there might have something to do with that? I'm just, I, I'm not sold on this guy. I'm not sold on it. Somebody was in the chat earlier, so I think Texas, Texas A&M. Now, this was in the Josh Pate thing earlier. Texas, Texas A&M, and Somebody else are the, are the three to look out for. No, they're not. He's not going to do any better than uh, what fucking Tom Herman did there. He's not going to do any better than what fucking Charlie Strong did. They keep hiring the wrong coaches. They're hiring the wrong people. Making sure. terrible coaches. I can't believe that an, uh, an organization as big as the University of Texas Athletic Department, with all that money, can just absolutely come up with like three in a row dud ass popcorn fart hires for head coach of that damn storied football program. It makes no sense. Uh, I kind of agree with you on that. I'm going to go with mine. My first one is Brian Kelly. And uh, it's funny because Mr. Boogie, uh, who is, by the way, one of our smart chat folks over there, he always comes with, with some good stuff. Here's what I came up with on Brian Kelly. I think Notre Dame was happy to see him go. And people are like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, let me give you this. He's 0-3 in BCS uh, National Championship games and college football playoff games. He lost those games 
by a combined total of 72 points, which means it comes down to he got blown the fuck out by 24 or more in every game. The closest he got to winning a playoff game was 17 points. He's being paid as a top three coach in the country. Does anybody think that he's really worth top three money? This guy's overrated as fuck. The more uh, more you look at his numbers, he's overrated in my opinion. Uh, right, I, I'm not next? sure. I, I respectfully disagree there. I think he's, he's a little bit underrated. I think with the, the talent he's going that they're going to have at LSU, they're going to be able to pull it. I mean, you got to remember he, he's he's playing. He's got a different kind of kid coming to LSU. I mean, he's not. You know, he's he, he he's he's next level Vanderbilt level academics almost up there at Notre Dame, uh, and, and was winning games. Jackpot. Jackpot. He he's paid as a top three coach. Do you think he's a top three coach? Can you think I don't of think he's top three, but I think that? he's top he's top ten. Top ten. Well, we shall see. I think he's overrated. But anyway, who's your who's your next on the overrated front? Um this one's gonna surprise a lot of people and they're gonna move. Oh, Matt Campbell at uh Iowa State. I mean, <laughs> okay, I mean, people, I mean, they're just in love with this motherfucker. I mean, he's 42 and 34 there. That's really not an outstanding record. Last year, uh, they were supposed to set the fucking woods on fire. Their preseason ranked like what top five, top ten. Uh, didn't do dick. Uh, still had one of the best running backs in the country playing for him though. But you know, I mean, <laughs> everybody says the reason why he won't leave Ames, Iowa, is because his wife likes uh, likes it there. I, I don't think so. I think they're just not coming calling for him. Uh, I think this guy's he's not all he's cracked up to be. I'm not saying he's a bad football coach. I'm just thinking he's not. He was supposed to be this young up-and-comer, supposed to be the next best thing, and I, I think that window of opportunity is kind of passed old Matt by. So, yeah, overrated as fuck. All right, well, my next overrated coach, and by the way, we're going to take calls in a moment here, but my next overrated coach and people are going to get pissy, but I think it's James Franklin at Penn State, and I'll tell you why. His first two seasons with the Nittany Lions, he was 7-6. and six, Followed that up with a Big Ten title and 11 wins. Won 11 games the next year in 2018, 11 in 2019, but then he went 4-5 and five in 2020 and 7-6 and six in 2021. That gives the former Vanderbilt coach as many seasons with seven or fewer wins as he does nine-plus wins. He is mediocre as fuck. They're overpaying for him there. And if he was anywhere else, he would have gotten fired by now. I agree with that. Uh, he is not um, – he, he's not performed up to Penn State level. I mean, when you think about – I mean, what he did at Vanderbilt, I mean, they won, what, eight, nine games like three years in a row or something. You would think, mm -hmm. oh, this guy's winning an Addy at Penn State. I mean, with the talent that he's going to have there and the added resources and the added, you know, interest on the football program. I mean, no, not really. I mean, he's, he's had, what, a losing record. And, um, yeah, they, they're, not, they're not all that happy with him. Go up to Pennsylvania every year on vacation. And um, I can tell you from being up there, just from the few conversations I've had about college football with those folks up there, because, like, I'm pretty much really far on the uh, eastern end of Pennsylvania where we go on vacation at. So, like, fucking pro sports is uh, more popular there because they're really a lot, hell of a lot closer to New York City than it is to State College. But, 
I can tell you, we hung out in a bar in this town, East Stroudsburg, last summer. And um, there's a lot of apathy around that Penn State football program with the folks up there. Not very happy at all. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know how much longer he has there. All right, well, I've got one more for you, Jackpot. And, uh, you know, and I, can, I can hang out and drink beer with um, people from all over the country. I mean, it's... Of course you can. Absolutely. You've got to be Captain America. What are you talking about? You can walk in anywhere, and they're going to be like, oh, it's fucking Carolina Jackpot. I can drink beer with him. Of course you can. Shit. All right, anyway, my final on the overrated set here is, and I, God, when I wrote this down, I felt like, am I right about this or not? And then I started looking. I'm going to go with Mario Cristobal at Miami, and I'll tell you why. This guy took a re advantage of a really weak Pac-12 over the past couple of years, won two conference titles. One was because Washington had to opt out of the championship game due to COVID. It's a COVID year. It's and a COVID year. And, of course, he parlayed that into uh, playing in that weak conference into a head coaching job with his, with his alma mater at Miami. They, you know, I think the Hurricanes, they looked at his overall record and those two Pac-12 titles because it's kind of hard to argue with hardware, and they fell in love with this guy who played offensive tackle for them. But he choked in big games last year. He got blown out twice by Utah, and he was 35-13 and 13 at Oregon before that. But he was only, when he was a head coach at FIU from 2007 to 2012, he was 27 and 47. 20 fucking games under 500 was this guy. Oh, yeah. And, well, he, well he, he, he worked under Nick Saban, so, you know, he's. But I'm just saying, I just, look, I think that he took advantage of the fact that the Pac-12 sucks a donkey dick and parlayed that into uh, getting a job at his alma mater. And I, I you know, you, the, you see the people, oh, well, he, he's squared away and he can recruit. Really? Can he? Can he really? Well, uh, well, oh, yeah, God. he, I mean, he may be able to do that, but I mean, he can, he, uh, you know, what can he hire good coaches? Uh, you know, those folks going to be able to do their job. I think in terms of what they're, they're thinking that, uh, Miami is going to be able to do this year in the ACC. I think he may be a little bit overrated. Now, we'll see in terms of, uh, you know, in a couple of years. I mean, it's no secret. I mean, they'll be able to get some athletes down there. Um, will they be able to develop them into a cohesive unit? We'll see. That's another one that, it, just like just like Texas, um, you would think that the, you know, the athletic department, the athletic administration – down there, the, the, the old, um, you know, the, the old money and or whatever, the ones that have been around forever, you would think that, my God, I mean, they have made some just clownish, buffoon, buffoonish um, coaching hires down there. I mean, this, this Randy Shannon, I mean, the fucking, uh, what, what was the guy with the fucking shirt and tie? It was Al uh, Golden. Al, Al Golden, yeah, Al Golden. What a, fucking, a fucking turd that was. Uh, uh, um, uh, Manny Diaz, uh, that was another swing and a miss. I mean, they, they never really gave him much of a chance. Uh, but, I mean, I don't really think he was going to do anything anyway. Uh, I mean, I like Mark Ricks. Um, they let, you know, they kind of let him go. Uh, yeah, I think he, yeah, those health issues I think were kind of getting to him. I, I don't think he was going to be real successful there. But, um, 
Yeah. Um, an, another program that just leaves you kind of scratching your head as to, you know, they did it once. I mean, why can't they do it again? I just, I don't get it. You know, I do, do you want me to piss off the Tennessee fans and tell you why I think that Josh Heupel is underrated or you want to go? We'll save that for last. Why, I got numbers why on would you piss him off? He told me he's underrated. Because uh, they they think he's the second coming of Christ. Billy yeah, but he's over there underrated. Out of his he's, overrated right now. Underrated. He's, he's overrated. Okay. Everybody's talking about he's a great young coach and he's on the rise. He's overrated. Well, he's not young for one, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, the thing with Heupel is that when he took over the UCF job, the Knights were coming in off an undefeated season under Scott Frost. He took over in 2018, and he picked up where, where he left off going 12-1, losing the Fiesta Bowl. His teams got worse each year. He was there going from 12 wins to 10 wins, then 6-4 and four in the COVID year, and then Tennessee came calling. I wonder why. Maybe that's because Tony Elliott told him to go fuck themselves. That could possibly be the way that it was the, when their athletic director lied about interviewing him, but we don't need to hear all that, right? So he led him to a seven and six season. He's 23 and 13 at UCF in Tennessee. So 10 games over 500, but he's not the second coming of Christ. Sorry. I hate if that uh, pisses off the Tennessee fans, but he's average at best. Average. What you have it. Well, we'll see. I mean, he. I mean, he's definitely a good offensive mind, but he's gonna have to, uh, gonna have to, um, you know, shore up the defensive staff probably um, if they're gonna take it to the next level there. But um, I mean, I, I mean, definitely a fucking upgrade over what they they had. That was. Uh, I mean, why? why like, that's like that's like saying you upgraded from the clap to the herp. <laughs> why get rid of? I mean, why get rid of Butch Jones if you were going to hire Jeremy Pruitt? I mean, that didn't make, you know. But yeah, uh, right, do, you want more, do you want to go down more of your list, or do you want to uh, take calls? Well, I think we should do more of your list first, then we'll take some calls. Let me let me give you some more of my list, and we'll do this really quick. Uh, I think Brian Kelly is underrated. You think he's overrated? I think he's a good coach. I think he's caught a lot of flack of this offseason because of uh, because he came down and did a fake. Cajun accent or whatever. That's the only like the only fucking news that we hear. I think he's going to do some stuff at LSU. Everybody's like, well, Ed Orgeron, you know, he's a great, you know, great guy, great, great, uh, you know, he, he's great for the locker room, blah, 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 but he can't cut. And they loved him. <laughs> and they loved him. Um, but then, you know, you know, when, when, you know, the chips were down, they started losing some talent to, to injuries, uh, bad grades, you know, just the draft, whatever. I mean, it kind of fell apart a little bit. Um, but I think Brian Kelly's a good coach. I think he's going to do some good stuff there. Um, Jonathan Smith uh, at the Beeve, uh, Oregon State University, I think is an underrated coach. Uh, they had a winning season last year, uh, first time in forever. Uh, they beat Oregon the year before, uh, former quarterback for uh, Oregon State. And I think that, the, that, that he's got things looking up there. Uh, you know, Mario Cristobal has left Oregon, and I think that – I mean, I don't know about this Dan Landing. I mean, I don't know what you know what to think about him uh, as coach at Oregon. I just think going from Georgia to Oregon is just – God, it's just such a culture, a, a huge culture move and, um, and that. So we'll see. 
Um, but I think that that kind of leaves the state of Oregon open a little bit. Um, maybe Jonathan Smith and the Beeve can become kings of the, uh, the state of Oregon again, where Uncle Lou uh, says they speak Canadian. You know, because he's big time shit talking the, uh, the Oregon Ducks right now. I think another one, but this one's been mentioned before uh, in a lot of circles. I think Kyle Whittingham at Utah is underrated. I mean, what he did uh, there was nothing short. What he's done is nothing short of, of, of insane. Uh, I mean, if, if South Carolina had, had been able to have landed that guy, um, it would have been wonderful. But I was that once again, a huge culture shock. I mean, why would you go from a Mormon school in Utah to uh, an SEC school? Wouldn't have made a lot of sense, but uh, would have definitely on my wish list. Um, I think it worked, it worked for Urban Meyer. I mean, he got he went from what he was at Utah and went to fucking Florida, worked out well for them. He just needed some murderers. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think I mean, Troy Calhoun I mean, uh, at Air Force and I think Jeff Munkin at Army are both uh, underrated, especially Munkin. Uh, Army was a perennial loser uh, when he got there. I mean, they hadn't beaten Navy in like 15 years. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's got them in bowl games and got them. I mean, one of the teams, I mean, hell, people don't want to play them. I mean, you got SEC teams taking them off their schedule. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Army – uh, I think Lance Leopold at Kansas is an underrated coach. I think Kansas is going to win a few more uh, Big 12 games um, this year than what they did last year. I think that little upset over Texas is kind of, you know, maybe the tipping point. Uh, what he did at Buffalo was pretty special. Uh, Bill Clark at UAB, another underrated coach. People don't talk about a lot. He's done nothing but win at UAB. Uh, he was actually the head coach in uh, – 2014 when they had to disband the program uh, for a few years, didn't have any money to keep it going um, because it has something to do with Bear Bryant's fucking grandson or some, some kind of crazy shit. Alabama tried to kill that program is basically what it boiled down to. I don't know. I mean, now they're playing in a new stadium, uh, a brand new stadium. Uh, I, this will make better man have it. Dave Aranda, I think is an underrated coach. Uh, that team won two games during the COVID year. Turnaround last year, won 12 games, uh, won the Big 12 championship. And this guy's never been a head coach before. Um, you know, so anyone that can do that uh, definitely makes my, uh, makes my radar as a good coach. And I think he's underrated because not a lot of people talk about him. Uh, Brandon Kuhn over in chat said this one was he felt was a little bit overrated. I think Mike Gundy is underrated. Um, he's 149 and 69 during his time at Oklahoma State. Uh, he's been there since 2005. Do you know that they have been to a bowl game every year since he's been there? Every year. Now, he's only won one conference championship. Uh, the, the major hurdle, and he, he, the only thing he hasn't done consistently to really put you over the top in the Big 12 and put you over the top at Oklahoma State is beat Oklahoma. Uh, but other than that, I mean, he's done a great job. Uh, I Beretta gave us a super chat that says Spencer Rattler sucks. I mean, if you know, if you believe that and you want to pay $5 for that, more power to you, sir. We do read the super chats here, so have at it. I mean, if you really believe that, then I can't help you. So thank you for uh, wasting anyway. $5. Yeah, thank, thank you for wasting $5 to say that Spencer Rattler sucks. 
All right. Anyway, jackpot. <laughs> I'm gonna open up the the phone lines here if that's cool with you. As a jackpot, without question, time over there. Eight zero three four seven zero two nine zero five. You can uh, call up, and the call doesn't cost you a dime, ladies and gentlemen. Or you can waste your five dollars and post things like that if you want to get into that. Chris says that Vols run the chat. What what are you talking about? Look, I got I got respect for some of the Tennessee fans over there. I give Billy shit, but Billy's all right. Uh, Elijah's all right. Beretta with another five dollars and says, "You waste our time." Okay, Bill. Uh, whatever. Let's see here. What's that guy's name? Let me answer the phone here. Welcome into the program. Good evening. Hello, Bluegrass Sports Media. Hello, Bluegrass Sports Media. Beretta just paid five dollars to say, "You waste our time." So there you go with that. But anyway, let me finish what I was saying here. Uh, Eric is a good Vols fan. Billy, I give him shit. Eliza's a good Vols fan. Uh, you know, you should, they, they take some of the grief we give them and then they go with it. So anyway, silly. Yeah, Jackpot, he gave us another $5 to say you waste our time. The guy spent 10 bucks just spending off, you know, when his dad figures out he's sending us money with his credit card, he's going to be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> That shit's going to fucking suck. He's going to cut his internet bill for a month. Anyway, uh, Bluegrass Sports Media, <laughs> bring into the program. We appreciate your service in the Marine Corps, sir. Thank you. Um, I'd like to say a few, uh, one thing. Um, I agree that Kyle Whittingham's a good coach. Underrated, I think, is a little much because I believe everyone has him in their top ten, and I think that's where he needs to be. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's properly rated in the top ten. Who's on the phone line, by the way? That's Bluegrass Sports Media, sir. Oh, okay. I thought so. I, I thought I said that. I I uh, thanked him for his service in the Marine Corps. He says Kyle Winningham is uh, rated about correct. Okay. So um, there you go with that. I tell you, but I'm a ECU season ticket holder, and I think Mike Houston is probably a top three group of five. That's not. Oh, 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 oh. Slow, slow down. Slow down for just a second. You, Mr. Bluegrass Sports Media, are an ECU ticket holder. That's news. Yes. Holy shit, I didn't know that. Jackpot. Damn yeah. it. Well, why, did, why didn't you come to Jackpot with your tickets last season? So Jackpot didn't have to fucking pay fucking $500 <clears throat> tickets. You could have you given what? him your two tickets there. You didn't need to go to that game anyway. You knew you were going to get throat fucked. Why'd you, why didn't you help out Jackpot? Well, I was going to, but... uh. They're my wife's the alum, and that was a big oh, no-no. So okay, but and obviously they didn't. I didn't know they were going to get throat punched because they did not. I mean, they won by walk-off field goal. So uh, looked like a loss to me. Yeah, I mean they lost. That's true. Um, what uh. I really want to talk about tonight <laughs> was uh, have you guys seen this stuff going on, with Chris Rodriguez? Yeah, I know he got drunk and. How is it, and and Georgia fans are going to be pissed off at me for this, but how is it that Georgia players can do all these terrible things and they miss a half of football? Chris Rodriguez is possibly going to miss six games next year, and that's, oh, that's oh, like oh, maybe he'll be back again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who is going to make him miss six games? Is this the Kentucky football program, or is that – is that something with the police? Is it something? I mean, who's who is saying he's going to have to sit six games? 
So when I the article I read didn't tell us exactly why he's missed okay. six games. They just said it's up in the air and he could miss six games. I think that's completely ridiculous. I mean, these Georgia guys, I mean, they get away with basically everything. Are you well hold on. Hey, look, the the stuff, I mean Name the last Georgia player that got arrested for doing what he did that didn't spend some time on the bench. I mean, they did lead the conference uh, in raping last uh, year, but they, uh, the guy didn't play anymore. I want to rip Georgia as much as everybody, but you know what about what about the what about the transfer kid from Clemson that got caught with a gun in his car outside of his girlfriend's apartment high? And well, he played that first- happened when he was still at Clemson, didn't it? Well, well, that that happened. Jackpot's correct on that, and all the charges were dropped. What do you want? You don't have any charges. Nothing criminally happened. And you've got a who was the Georgia player that fell asleep drunk at the uh, at the green light? Hold on, yeah, hold on, just, just a second. Did didn't you guys have an offensive uh, uh, offensive coach that fucking got hammered and, and and was like driving down the road and beat? Had like something going on last season. He still coached. Didn't I don't know. One time we had one peeing on no, the side of the wall in Greenville. Yeah, well, he, I, he yeah, it's a, it's a Greenville, it's a wall. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, come on, it's fucking Greenville. But no, uh, I don't see. Look, I mean, but did, are you? I mean, what exactly are you saying? Are you saying that you want your program to be morally corrupt and not not uh, punishing young men that come there and do stupid shit, or what? Listen, I, I'm I'm just as is the next guy and you know it's it's a be who you can afford to be kind of society and with it being the leading rusher i think if it was up to stoops in kentucky he would miss the first two games that we play nobody and he would be back for florida okay well uh, let's see who's making him miss six games let's try that first then we'll go from there yeah i because if it's stoops that's doing that then your problems with your coach and your coach is basically sending out a message you're not going to come here and be a drunk asshole and, uh, and you know, run, run over people on the road, et cetera. Well, I'll say this. If uh, he's promoting that messages, maybe he shouldn't be promoting his bourbon so hard. Um, that's all I'm saying. But, okay. But, um, you know, I haven't heard that from him yet, so I'm not going to come to that conclusion. But Fair enough. All right, man. Well, appreciate it. Yeah. See you guys. Thanks. Have a good one. Uh, thanks, buddy. I don't, I don't understand uh, bluegrass. Don't you? I don't understand uh, those Mexican running backs and their tequila. <laughs> Shit, jackpot. Daniel Gregory says, "Jackpot, you look like the Cardinals' general manager, Steve Kims." Kims. Keems, okay. Can you uh, Google Steve Keems? Let's see what this, how good looking he is. Steve Keems. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I can kind of, I can kind of see this, Jack Paul. Hold on, I'll share it with the screen here. I can, I can see it. Oh, let's see here. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. That 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 eh, that that could be you, Jackpot. 
Look, that almost does look like <laughs> shit. It could. <laughs> it looks like maybe I used to be an Ingalls manager. I didn't have any facial hair. Like you, you, especially you wearing the same red shirt and shit. Look at that. That that might be jackpot. <laughs> wow. I mean, I wish I was him. How about that? There you go with that. All right. That's that's pretty funny. All right. Uh, 803-470-2905. I got I got into it with yesterday on Twitter, so I look like a thumb from <laughs> some shit. <laughs> you look like a thumb. What well, <laughs> same a picture uh, of me from years and years ago. I was at a Mexican restaurant and I had a damn mug of beer in my hand. I was turning it up and I was giving the damn finger to whoever was taking the picture, and I said, here's how many scores I think we're going to win by in Death Valley this year. And he said, you look like the thumb from blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, he got like five or seven likes on it because, you know, everybody that's reading his shit's a fucking Clemson fan. It made me feel bad. So I had to tag uh, at the pesky pole uh, to come in there and make fun of him with me. And uh, <laughs> it kind of was like the white knight that showed up. <laughs> His horse, yeah, to help me out. So, Jackpot, when he used to manage his Ingles, uh, there you walk into the store, right? And there's a picture of Jackpot, like, uh, your store manager is Kale Hall. And we used to all, we used to all go take pictures, giving, giving Kale's, uh, giving Kale's picture. <laughs> We'd walk into his Ingles and give the picture the finger. Hey, buddy. And uh, and then you know we'd all laugh about ah fuck him. Yeah, that picture was taken with uh, Tom Talbert, Clemson fan, a uh, Lamar McAllister, Clemson fan. Uh, took a picture of that. You did um, Xavier Thomas, um, my co-manager. We 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 sold these these, these special made things. That, uh, this lady, uh, so from somewhere down in Georgia. She was actually near the Georgia-Alabama border near Columbus. She actually handmade these stuffed tiger faces and, like, these stuffed tiger, like, full-size uh, tigers. And um, she sold them to Ingalls, and uh, we actually uh, sold them out of the floral department. And, um, you know, I'm it's a thing that, you know, only stores that were near – in these stores on that Georgia uh, Alabama border that we had, we're able to sell them because they're fairly close to Auburn. And uh, then they brought a few of them up to the store in Clemson. And and then they brought a few to the store in Anderson and they sold there. And I'm like, well, you know what? We can probably sell them here and easily. And I'm not a fucking Clemson fan, but obviously uh, <laughs> that goes out the window when it has to do with your job. And I'm all about making a dollar. So, we got a couple of those big ass fucking stuffed tigers, um, which at the time we were selling for like $179. And then we had these tiger, just a tiger face, which we sold. They were like $50. Um, it was inventory week that year. And uh, my co-manager, uh, Chris, was working the third shift. And he was a Clemson fan. And, of course, during the break on third shift when they were, you know, getting ready for inventory, he took it upon himself to put a, a hook up on the top of my thing, put the fucking tiger face down, hang it over my damn picture, which is a big picture in this light up mural. Uh, 
take a picture of it, screenshot it, put it on Facebook to laugh at for the whole fucking world to see. So, yeah, that was uh, great. Yeah, uh, that was that was pretty funny. I but actually, so- I had at one time, I had like six of those tigers in the store. And I sold two of them to this one rich old fart that came in there. Him and his wife apparently were both Clemson alumni. And, and, and she had been like overseas somewhere. I don't know. I got dang, uh, with, with their, uh, I guess her son and daughter lived, um, in, in like, uh, in, in great Britain or something. Um, and, uh, she'd been over there visiting for like two months and she was planning on coming home the next week from being over there for a while. And this old guy comes in there. He bought two of those things from me on Sunday morning. It was like a fed damn $400 sale. Uh, and he was going to put them both on the bed, like for when they came home or from when she came home from uh, overseas to see these two tigers hanging out on the bed together. I'm like, wow. Well, anyway. All right. Well, we're taking calls. We decided we'd go a little bit longer this evening than we normally go. Jackpot doesn't have to work tomorrow. And uh, I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to work tomorrow. I'm going to be goofing off around the house tomorrow. So we're having a nice, nice little bit longer show this evening, but that show will uh, continue to go as long as we get some calls at 803-470-2905. You can call up and uh, bluegrass sports media's call was interesting. We, we want our players to be morally corrupt. Like Georgia players is basically what I took away from that. Yeah. We only want them suspended for a half. If they're drunk fucks, that's what we want. So yeah. That's that's what I took away from that uh, from that uh, stuff there. What, uh, what was it? Dap- Go ahead, grab that one. I'm gonna take take the call here. Welcome into the program. Good evening. Why is it Mac Brown overrated? Mm, Didn't he have question. a great recruiting class? What do you rank? Uh, yeah, he might have had a great recruiting class, but I mean, the, the results haven't shown up on the field. I mean, he's overrated. That's fine. We can go with Mac Brown's overrated. I mean, he did win a national title, though. Where? At Texas. Texas. When? Well, it was a long fucking time ago, but he still won a national title. Oh, okay. So Lou Holtz is a great coach, right? He won a national title. Uh, Lou Holtz brought South Carolina from the shithole to uh, some Outback Bowl wins. I think he's a pretty good coach. Uh, he fired his son on Thanksgiving Day. He had to hear about it from the media. So, you know, he's a great coach, too. Have a great night. I mean, he, he, can, he can make the tough decisions. <clears throat> yeah. You can tell your son to fuck off on Christmas Day. That's great. Get out of here. I'm all about that. Why not? <laughs> good. Thank you for the call, sir. <laughs> 803-470-2905. I, I, I like uh I like when people call and they have a different opinion than we do. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing Absolutely. That all right, 803-470-2905. You know, Holtz was good at South Carolina too. You got to give him credit for bringing the program uh back up. I mean, they were they were shit his first year, but then they were a pretty damn good team. Um you know they they put some players in the NFL and they surprised you know. the hell out of me that 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 second year two thousand I mean it was like apathy had fucking set in and I'm like well here we go again we won that first game against New Mexico State when the 
goalpost got torn down. I was like, oh, God. Well, it's fucking New Mexico State. Uh, then we turned around, and then we fucking beat Georgia. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, he might be on to something. And then you, you had that the damn win over uh, Mississippi State with Eric Kimry with the fade. You remember that? I remember uh, that. He, yeah. And he came in and relief of Phil Petty, and uh, that was some good shit, man. I mean, that was a good team. Um, and I mean, there in, in 2002 and 2003 is like he kind of he kind of fucking lost it a little bit. Um, they were still then, respectable. I mean, it wasn't like they were a shithole. They were okay. I mean, it wasn't like no. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, goddamn. I mean, look who he was playing. I mean, he had some some some, some tough competition. I mean, he's playing Florida. Uh, was a power then Georgia uh, was in there Tennessee was really good then all three of those teams were really really stacked so um, yeah you remember the, uh, the 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 David Pollock one yard inter- <laughs> interception yeah. return that for was a not, touchdown that was my buddy Corey Jenkins who made that throw and yeah it's Corey remember hates the, that what, play, Andrew so. uh, Andrew Pinnock in two thousand four, I think it was, or Carolina fumbled. Yeah, uh, and it was that same game. I think he fumbled uh, going into the damn end zone. I mean, it's just you know, he was kind of snake bitten there those couple of years. And there was that fucking fight Clemson started. That, you know, it got it left the damn bad taste in his mouth. Fuck out of here with all that. He man. recruited. He recruited some questionable characters. Um, some questionable dudes. Eric Watson. Um, yeah, I, but the thing about it is, though, at the time, um, you know, social media wasn't around then. So, you know, had social media been around, I think it, you, you might have been able to uh, kind of pick up a little bit on, 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 you know, these guys and their tendencies. But he didn't fucking know. You know? He, he didn't know all he wanted to do was sit on fucking corner and smoke weed and uh, just be a fucking loser. Caller, go ahead. What's up? Hey, guys. This is Dr. Bark. Um, So we've obviously been talking about overrated and underrated coaches, but I wondered from both of you guys, who are – you can name one or two or however many you want coaches that you just can't stand. Let's say maybe one current and one uh, historical that's no longer coaching. Uh, well, jackpot's going to do his thing. I, I guess coach that I don't like right now. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really have a disdain for any head coach right now. I give Jimbo Fisher shit because he, you know, he, he, he wants people to think he's better than he actually is. I got and, one. So don't, don't be saying it. I'll be right back. No, but anyway, no, it's, far as coaches that I don't like, I didn't like Dan Mullen the way that he acted last season, and I think that's because I thought he was better than he was. So I would probably, but Dan Mullen's not coaching anymore. I, I don't, you know, it's kind of a kind of a tough question. I don't really have a disdain for. Oh, Dave Dorn would probably be tops on my list, simply because of the the way that he acts and the the thing last season with with the whole. Well, we didn't we didn't play the bowl game, but uh, we're here, so we're just taking the bowl trophy with us. Really, Doran? Really? Try winning some games, Jesus. He he bugged the shit out of me. I'm not gonna lie about that. Uh, as far as you asked coaches that we really like, did you have that too? Or? Oh, well, you can name that too. Um, you know, it's gonna make it's gonna piss off a lot of the Clemson folks that are that follow the show. But I think Shane Beamer's a hell of a coach. 
think he's a hell of a coach. He took over a shit job at a shit program and took them to a seven win season when nobody thought he was going to do shit. And he, he somehow spun the mustard juice and everything else into a seven win program, a seven win season in his first year as a head coach. He's a hell of a coach. The only thing he's done stupid in his life is commit to South Carolina. Other than that, he's a hell of a fucking coach. So there you go with that. Right, Jackpot, where's yours? Yeah, I, I agree with you there on Shane Beamer. The, only th- the, the two things, the things that disappointed me last year, um, it, it, it's really strange. You know, the Auburn win was a really good win, you know, when we were, you know, a, a heavy underdog there. Same thing against Florida, heavy underdog there. Those were two upset wins. But South Carolina really, really, really underperformed last year in that Missouri game. Uh, that was, I mean, that was like heart attack grill city for me. That fucking shit pissed me the fuck off. I mean, we went out there and, uh, you know, I, I call those guys all year long, talk fucking shit to them, yada, 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 back and forth. And we go out there and just absolutely lay a bronze turd. Um, and then – the performances against which I, I'm not saying we should have won these games, but the performances against Tennessee, Clemson, and Texas A&M were just absolutely just fucking atrocious. I mean, the, the team, I mean, we looked totally unprepared, totally discombobulated, just absolutely got fucking mollywhopped. Now, have we won those games against Auburn and Florida and then maybe beaten a Mizzou also, which we should have because we're a fucking better team than they were. They suck donkey balls. And then just kind of looked respectable against Texas A&M and Clemson. And then, you know, maybe kept the game with Tennessee, maybe went into the fourth quarter with them. Then, yeah, I would be a lot higher on Shane than I am right now. I'd be like, oh, fuck, yeah, man. This is the year. We got Spencer Rattler, man. We got Christian Bill Smith. We got we got his teammate from Oklahoma. We're going to be great. I'm still – I've got a lot of, of guarded optimism going into this year. I really do. I have a lot of it. Uh, and it's just because of those things. And and I think that's a valid point. But um, as, as far as head coaches I don't like, Scott Satterfield is a piece of shit. Yeah, you, 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 that was I, I should have had that one. You're right. He's also a fucking liar. I mean, he's a he documented liar. We could talk about all this other shit and I goof on Mush Champ and Smart and all that. This motherfucker is a documented liar. He claims he interviewed for the South Carolina job, and that is absolutely 100% not true. Then he tried to walk it back like Michael Jackson playing Beat It in fucking 1991, and then just said, oh, I'm, I'm committed to Louisville. Fuck that guy until the end of time. I hope Clemson wins by 70 against that cocksucker this year. I really do. Anyway, sorry, Jackpot. They may very well. <laughs> He's a, he a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Yeah, they're really not, really not very good. Uh, anything else there, Dr. Bark? We appreciate you, sir. Yeah, I'll just a- ask one more question if y'all still have time. Sure. So, um, how about it? Yeah, for both for both you and Jackpot, what's your favorite uh, memory as far as a game from uh, either of your teams, and then your least favorite? All right, well, and I'll hang up. Appreciate it, and we'll give you that in a second. Let's read Big Barney Ross's super chat. By the way, we appreciate the super chats. It motivates us to continue to do the program. Makes us feel like people give a shit. So, thank you for that. 
Uh, Big Barney Ross says Bobby Bowden would cover his six kids. Hey, coach, your entire team cheated on a music test. They did. They did. But they are good kids. We're playing in the Music City Bowl. <laughs> uh, we appreciate him and uh, folks who send us super chats, including uh, Peg and Megan and everyone else. You guys are awesome on that front. All right, Jackpot, your best uh, in-game experience and then your best uh, moment of fuckery, I guess is what he was talking about. So go ahead. Um, the, the, okay. Uh, here, here we go. First of all, um, for, um, best moment as a Gamecock fan. And, and this is, I mean, I was really young at this time. Uh, nine, I think I was the right. 1984 season. If you remember South Carolina started off, uh, nine and oh, yada, yada, yada. That's all been well documented. We lost the fucking Navy. We know that. Um, but, uh, you know, South Carolina had won, uh, on the road against Notre Dame, I think to go five and oh, they went six and oh, beat East Carolina. Um, and then, uh, we played at, at a home game, uh, which I actually got to go to because I, I got to go to the home games, uh, that first year, my first South Carolina game that I went to, um, I was told was in 1979 when um, the Gamecocks played Old Miss. I was like four. I don't have any recollection of that. Uh, we lost at home uh, to Old Miss. And this was before, of course, South Carolina was in the SEC. Um, in 1980, South Carolina played at home against the Citadel. Uh, before you ask, we won that one. Uh, 45-24 uh, when George Rogers uh, ran for like 250 yards against the Citadel. And the Citadel actually had a guy named Stump Mitchell who played for the St. Louis Cardinals and the Arizona Cardinals later as a running back that uh, was a pretty good uh, hand in the backfield as well. Anyway, um, the, I remember going to that game vividly because you know, our seats were in the upper deck before the game. Uh, we, we had, it went down to the, the first couple rows there and just stood and watched the teams warming up. And um, the Citadel at the time actually had a live uh, bulldog mascot. I don't know what his name was. But Williams Bryce at the time, uh, and if you've ever seen any pictures of this place um, from like the early 70s to like 1983, it looked kind of weird because it had an upper deck here and no upper deck on the other side. So it's kind of a weird-looking place with AstroTurf field. And um, I remember the, like the Bulldog had went over, and I looked, and there was something over here on the sideline, and I, I realized that uh, the dog had took a shit on the sideline. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I got such a kick out of that. I remember laughing and, and asking my mom, Mommy, and I kept on a, I said, who's going to clean it up? Who's going to clean it up? I'm like, is the Gamecocks people going to clean it up? No, no, no. Anyway, so I got to go to a few games there from 1980, 81, 82. In 1984, I got a little bit older. I'm you get like nine, 10 years old, so I'm getting to go to the home games. Well, then we played Florida State uh, in a game that was actually televised on ABC. And back in the day, if you got to be on ABC, um, you were you were the shit. I mean, you were something then. I mean, now everybody gets to be on fucking television. Uh, but back then, not everybody got to be on TV. And um, so, like, you know, we played them. 
uh, you know, and, and everybody knew Bobby Bowden was, and he brought that team in there, and they were ranked in the top five in the country, and the Gamecocks were ranked like number nine, and I think we were probably underdogs. And there was a lot of tailgating before that game, and it was fun. And I just remember having a fun atmosphere. I was there with my mom and my 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 aunt and uncle and my two cousins. And, uh, yeah, um, I w- yeah, it was back and forth in the first half, and we got up on them. I remember Thomas Dendy running for like a 70-yard touchdown run for the Gamecocks in the first half. And then the second half, I mean, we were up on them like seven at halftime. And I remember the second half kickoff, Raynard Brown, the backup running back of the Gamecocks, took that kickoff at the one-yard line. Everybody on TV, the commentator says knee was on the ground. Uh, they're like, check his knee pad, see if it's got a grass stain on it. It didn't have a grass stain on it. Anyway, Raynard Brown runs second back kickoff back for a touchdown uh, against Florida State. Um, we went up like 21-7 to on them, and uh, we ended up, we were, we were ahead of them like 45-7. to fucking seven. Uh, by the end of the third quarter, I mean, we just laid it on their ass. And they came back a little bit in the fourth quarter, but uh, South Carolina won in the game by like 20 points. And, uh, you know, that that place was was unreal that night, that afternoon. Uh, you could feel it shaking. And I was like, man, we, uh, we are de- we're on to something. We are on to something now. And uh, that was uh, probably one of my earliest – that was my earliest and best memory uh, of being a Gamecock fan and, and for a long time. I'm never going to forget that. Um, worst memory as a Gamecock fan probably in 2013. Um, you know, that was the year Davion Clowney was, was what, a junior. was his last year with South Carolina. And he came out and just kind of played half-assed all year. You didn't know if he wanted to be there or not. I mean, he's like hurt half the damn time. I'm like, this is fucking going to blow up in our damn face. Lost to Georgia the second game of the year. But we we're still like 6-1 and one, um, and in position to win uh, SEC East title again. And I had been dating um, my fiance at the time for probably six, seven months. And we you know, we took our kids. It was in October on their first um, little like road trip away from from home. We went to um, Pigeon Forge, and South Carolina just so happened to be playing Tennessee that weekend, and we didn't go, but we went to Dollywood. And uh, you know, I got my cell phone out. And I'm I'm not watching the game because uh, this was 2013. At the time, I don't we had damn capability then to watch the fucking game on your damn phone. If if you did, my phone couldn't 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 keep up with it. But I had the ESPN app or whatever it was at the time. So I would scroll through it, refresh the score ever so often. You know, we were up and uh, well, just as soon as I got off the fucking water flume. Um, it said that South Carolina was winning and the game was final. I'm like, okay. Well, uh, apparently the, the fucking internet in Dollywood at the time was fucking shit. Because then I I, re- I, I refresh it again and the store starts flashing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's like Tennessee 24, South Carolina 22. And I'm like, what? What the fuck? And then I flash again and it says final, Tennessee 24, South Carolina 22. I'm so goddamn mad. I, I mean, I could have, I could have had an actual heart attack right there in damn Dollywood. I'm like, are you fucking? And then there, uh, there's a few people there with Tennessee stuff on. It didn't go to the game either. But I hear them start hooting and hollering. I'm like, did they, 
did I actually, did I, did I win? I didn't have my Gamecock stuff on. I was just there. I was just like Joe Schmo at Damn Dog. I said, did I actually win the game? Tennessee's there. was like, yes, yes. I'm like, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? They had won like three games that year. They ended up, they went, oh, they went one and seven in the SEC. And the, the win was against the Gamecocks. I mean, that was just awful. Absolutely awful. I mean, how do you lose uh, to a team that horrible? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. All right, let's read Big Bonnie Ross's super chat, and then I'll give you mine. Uh, he says, uh, what does the Louisiana Department of Waste do when it's through with a garbage truck? They clean it, paint it, and sell it to a Razorback fan as a Winnebago. Thank you, Big <laughs> Bonnie Ross. <laughs> All right, here are my two as a Clemson fan. Look, the national title wins were great. I think those are all, people remember those. <laughs> but probably my greatest uh, Clemson win memory was, uh, man, I you know, I, I got to, I'll tell you what. My wife had never been to a Clemson game, right? So we took her to her first Clemson game. And this is like, what was it, four years ago? It's the year that NC State took Clemson to overtime. 2016. Yeah, 2016. So NC State comes into that game. They're like a 17-point favorite or whatever. My wife gets her first bit of Clemson tailgating. Everybody's all happy to see her and all this shit. And we went with Positive Mike, who's a friend of the program. We appreciate him. But we get up there, and literally in the third quarter, my wife doesn't give a shit. She was reading a fucking book. She could give two fucks about the game. Seriously, that, that's my wife. Fucking, she wants to read books, whatever. So, looks at me and says, uh, and Positive Mike actually told her, he's like, man, we lose this game. You you got to walk home. And she looks up, and NC State's winning the game, and she goes, do you think he's fucking serious? <laughs> and then, of course, Clemson wins the game late. And I'll always remember that because it was the first time uh, my wife went to a game. Now, as far as losing, I went and watched uh, Clemson lose a game at Duke. 5,000 people in the stands, 4,900 of them were Clemson fans. Clemson, Duke hits a 50-yard field goal at the buzzer. Fuck Tommy Bowden. Fuck him. Fuck him in the face forever. There you go with that. Big Barney Ross with another super chat. What's 100 yards long and has three teeth? The front road in Alabama game. Thank yeah, you for that. I, I kind of – I didn't catch flight but, for it, but I um, <laughs> people saw a different – me in a different light – uh, this evening on the old Josh Pate 24-7 podcast uh, recording there, live show. I actually defended Clemson a little bit because there was some idiot in the chat named Cole Yarborough or something. who made just some dumb fucking comment. He said Clemson was garbage before Dabo came around. And I'm like, uh, no, they, re they really weren't. I mean, he's like, yes, they really were. No, I, dude, I'm like, they, they're fucking, they had a losing season in 1992 and 1998. Like, other than that, I mean, they had all winning seasons from, like, look, fucking 1977 until goddamn Dabo got there. I'm like, they weren't fucking garbage. I'm like, did you just start watching football? You're like, no, I've been watching for 30 years. And I'm like, okay, well, you'd know that, I mean, the comments that you made was just, I mean, it's kind of stupid. And then uh, Jordan Bogan, who's not who's not in this chat room tonight. Sometimes Jordan comes around here. It's a Clemson fan. He's like, "Is Jackpot actually uh, defending Clemson?" I'm like, "Well, I mean, I guess I am." I'm like, "But you know, 
I, I just I have a problem when people just say stupid fucking shit, and then when they get pointed out for being incorrect on it, then they sit here and try to fucking defend it. Uh, Harry Legs says he. I don't know whose dumbass he's talking about. He blocked, but yeah, you folks that are mods, man, don't don't block people unless they fucking do dumb shit. Let's just leave it at that. Um, yeah, that, that's. I get frustrated when people say things like, um, you know, they give South Carolina shit, but South Carolina's had some good fucking seasons too. And then it's just people that just make dumbass comments that get us my nerves too. Fucking really, Clemson never won a Clemson never won a fucking game for Davo. Yeah, it's like, it's like you stupid son of a bitch. You realize they 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 pretty much lead the ACC in overall conference titles. I mean, they've got fucking got fucking why you, national title and why do you think Tommy Bowden got fucking fired? I mean, he didn't. I mean, the guy didn't exactly lose a whole shit ton of games there. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> it's it's a mess. But anyway, all right. Well, final call for calls this evening there, Jackpot, 803-470-2905, 803-470-2905. Billy with a good comment. Alabama invented toothpaste. If the girl had all her teeth, it would have been called teeth paste. Very good, sir. Oh, Very my good. God. Was it Gleam? Was it Gleam? Damn it. Elijah says that movie Safety was pretty good. Yeah. By the way, I'm watching the uh, – I'm watching the – I got the NBA playoffs on behind me. Elijah, it was it Brandon says the Celtics are about to go to the finals. Yeah, there you go with that. I, you know, Jimmy Butler's a fucking bad man, though. Bad man fucking running around there just dunking on people. But anyway. I've got 93 85, four minutes to go. Celtics are they're they're playing some pretty good basketball right now. So we'll see how that works out for them. Uh Baylor Man says NBA is a joke of a league. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, I don't think that uh, it's not like it used to be. We've got a bunch of pussies playing now. And like, I, I get frustrated when I see like LeBron James is fucking six foot seven, 245 pounds of pure muscle. And he flops like fucking eight year old in the lane. That shit pisses me off. Fuck them. All right. Well, final call for calls. 803-470-2905. 803-470-2905. We have a good show this evening. Uh, we're going uh, tomorrow. I'm off for my birthday, but I'm going to work around the yard a little bit. I think Jackpot and I both are working around the yard. That's what you're doing. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah I actually like took the day. I guess it was like my real holiday. Um, so tomorrow I got to do that stuff for uh, get ready for Tuesday. If we yeah. took a holiday. All right. Well, there you go. Well, thank you. Billy. Anyone who likes uh, high school football and is interested in that, I just posted a video up. Um, it's only about three minutes long. Uh, a little bit ago, uh, all the uh, South Carolina high school football 4A stadiums. I did a little video probably about eight, ten months ago on all the 5A stadiums. And I just posted up all the uh, 4A ones for you, all the Google Earth images of each one. And it's actually two music. I'm starting to learn how to uh, make some higher quality shit. What was your musical selection for that, sir? Um, 
the oh. ah, fuck, I don't know, high school something yes. or other. Oh, what? okay. High school something was the uh, the, the music to, well, it, hell, I don't know. It I thought you might have went with some fucking, I thought you might have went with something good there, you know, put a little bit of a, uh, I don't know. Well, it is good. Um, it's this. Okay. Tom wants to know if we have plans of going to a college football game this year. I will be yeah. uh I'll be covering the Gamecocks all year. I don't know. I might be at Lo one of those. Loves games the Gamecocks. Games. Loves the Gamecocks. I cover them for my job. Thank you. As Love far as Clemson them. goes, I might go, I might go the bye week wherever uh wherever Clemson's at. I might go catch that. I if not, I'll probably go to Newberry and watch a game. I like going to Newberry, uh Newberry College and watching a game because I know the head coach there. His wife works with us at iHeart, and you could take a lawn chair and set it up in the end zone, which is kind of cool. You just take your really? chair, set it up in the end zone, and watch the football game. That's a hell of a way to watch a game. So, what conference do they play? Um, it's some junior college conference. I don't know, Jackpot. It's junior. There's not. That's not a junior college, is it? It's. It's. I. I don't know. Let me see. It's like NJCAA. I can't remember. It's like, I mean, it's like a junior college conference. I don't know. But it's still, Brandon says, come watch a PC Blue Hose game. Eh. Okay. Might get into that. I don't know. But that, that'll probably be the two because I'll, I'll be covering, uh, yeah, the, he says the SACD2. There you go. Whatever it is. South Atlantic Conference. Always believe in yourself. Said great show, guys. Thank you. That's That's what I try to do. Yeah, that is a great uh, YouTube handle. Always believe in yourself. There's no one else going to believe in you for you. Fair enough. All right, Jackpot. Without, Without question. Very good point, sir. Jackpot, uh, I think we've had a good show, man. We'll get at it after it again on Wednesday as uh, we take tomorrow off. Appreciate uh, the folks in our chat room and uh, folks. Thank you very much. You guys are awesome. We'll talk to you later on, guys. Thank you so much.